0: Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it.
1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching, LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps, we are live again with another episode of Breaking LinkedIn with breaking into security, cybersecurity and the Hacker Valley Studio. And I am Renee Small. I am a cybersecurity super recruiter, helping to recruit some fabulous people like these three gentlemen into the field, and helping leaders get talent like these awesome guys next to me. <laughs> so, we will, we will, we will jump in in a few minutes. But we actually broke LinkedIn. It's kind of fun. Chris, you uh, want to start?
2: Yeah. How's it going? Oh, oh which one? <laughs> we we do this every time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Chris Falon, go grace. first. You go first. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I'm Chris Vallon,
3: uh senior security researcher for Grim and Renee's extra special co-host on Breaking <laughs> in December Security, and they blacklisted me from ever going on LinkedIn Live. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Cochran, go ahead.
2: Hey, how's it going, everybody? Chris Cochran from Hacker Valley Studio. Glad to be doing this. Uh it's unfortunate we we did have a change and uh some of the tech that we were using for uh LinkedIn Lives uh they were only allowing a uh, one stream and so we'll be broadcasting from Renee's stream for today. Uh but yeah,
4: looking forward to this conversation and uh let's get to it. Over to Ron. Yeah, thanks for uh having us again, Renee. You're truly the host this week. Uh but at least we <laughs> set out and completed our journey. We broke LinkedIn Uh, I'm Ron Eddings, uh, also co-host of Hacker Valley Studio, and looking forward to the conversation today.
1: Yes. So everyone, we set out to do what we set out, we did what we set out to do. So we have three and a half hackers here, I guess three and three and a quarter. (laughs) 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 And we actually broke LinkedIn. How crazy is that? So this is episode seven, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, we've been here for four weeks, every Friday, chatting, two two podcast co-hosts, mash four podcast co-hosts mashing up, talking about all different issues related to us during COVID-19. And our goal was to live stream all of our streams out into LinkedIn. Well. We got to notice <laughs> that we can't do that anymore, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. So anyone for that's on here now, for, for now, we will figure out another way to do it. Yeah. So we hacked the system and it worked. Um, we broke LinkedIn. <laughs> I guess they're not happy with us. LinkedIn, please give us our stuff back. If anybody <laughs> knows anybody at LinkedIn, can you hook us up? See, we're doing good work here. People like us, you know?
2: Yeah, right? I, could, I could see how it would get out of hand, though. If you had like twenty influencers with like a hundred thousand a piece and then they're just like broadcasting like across the entire LinkedIn like environment. I could see how it could get dicey. Well, that's why I, like, we started
4: our, doing it at eight, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true.
1: <laughs> yeah, because at noon I get um nine, it gets really, really busy on LinkedIn mm-hmm. Live. Yeah. Um so Whoever, we need somebody on we need to bring somebody from LinkedIn on the show. Who's gonna be who who has some connections at LinkedIn that we could bring on here and put them on the hot seat? Hey,
2: let's go All to right. the top. CEO <laughs> of LinkedIn. Let's
4: do
1: it. We <laughs> need security over there. <laughs> we need the hookup. We need to act. Oh man. <laughs> so today we are gonna be chatting about the past, the current, and the future of this podcast series, and I guess podcasts um, all together. Yeah, all all,
2: all of our podcasts. We have so many of them. Um, (laughs) Right, right. We got so much
1: going on. So Chris, you came up with this awesome topic, so let's jump it off with you.
2: Yeah, so... It's been such an amazing ride doing all this podcast stuff and I, I knew it was going to be fun, but I don't think I realized how much, you know, Ron and I would actually take to it and put so much effort into to producing good content, to getting great guests. Um, and now it's become a bit of a side hustle for us. Uh, you know, it, it, originally we just did it, you know, out of the, you know, the love of our heart, the love of the community, the love of having good conversations. And now it's starting to take a, a much more serious turn because we're seeing, the impact that it's having on people. So we're thinking like, how do we scale this? How do we make it more impactful for people uh and for more people like across the globe we just found out that we are in we have listeners in 70 countries which is insane to me i talked to somebody from singapore yesterday it was like oh yeah you know i, I listen to your show and this that and this. i was like what R- really <laughs> so uh yeah all that stuff is fantastic we find out if we won that award coming up here soon and and not only has has it been great bringing people on our show, but other people have been bringing us on their shows. And so, getting to connect with you guys and connect with other podcasters has been amazing. Because you know, number one, other you know podcasters definitely have good audio. Uh, so it, it's tough sometimes when you get. Uh, folks that try to talk through the the laptop just straight through the laptop—that's uh, like that can me. be problematic. No, no, you you got the headphones. You got the you know you got your step up, your step up from you know just talking directly into the laptop. <laughs> but uh, no, and and for the future, you know, we we just really want to mature and grow it. Ron and I take our craft super seriously, so you know we got uh, a vocal coach. We've been working with a vocal coach for. A few weeks now, and it's really paying dividends uh, for me personally. I I had some, I wouldn't say speech impediments, but definitely some speech challenges like it just even in my daily life. And uh, it's gotten so much better. And we're we're learning how to use this instrument that we have. And uh, the future is, you know, I think the sky's the limit. You know, the thing that happened this week that was huge was the Joe Rogan uh, deal with Spotify. 100, uh, supposedly a hundred million dollars. It's no, they didn't release any actual details of the deal, but that's what people are thinking. It's about a hundred million dollars and no information about how long that deal is or anything like that. But what that does is I don't know if anyone's ever watched like Silicon Valley, the, the TV series. Uh, there was a portion in the series where it was like um, the, the main villain uh, owns this big company. And then you have the, the, the hacker guys in the hacker house. And, uh, they ended up, the, the villain ended up acquiring a company, uh, that was in competition with them just to spite them basically. And he spent like a ridiculous amount of money. And one of the actors in the show is like sitting there and he's like cracking up laughing. They're like, why are you laughing? This isn't funny. He's like, he just set the price point. And what that means is that's how much a company is willing to pay for persona and their content from podcasting. Mm-hmm. And so that, That is now the North Star for folks. And there was a prediction that uh, within the next five to 10 years, that there is going to be a deal for a billion dollars for a podcaster and their podcast content. So, you know, really looking at the growth of podcasting across the world has been amazing. Uh, you know, being in this like perfect opportunity that we started before, like really all this money started dumping in. So we have all this content, you guys have all this content. And so it could be us, it could be, it could be us, you know, uh, you know, Hacker Valley Studio, or breaking in the cybersecurity, it could be or why both? not? Yeah, or both. Yeah, <laughs> we'll maybe. Uh, yeah, a package we'll
1: deal.
2: Together. <laughs> so I'll it, take
1: a it, of a billion dollars. I'm good it, with that. Yeah, yeah, we can split mm. that. We can
2: make that work. It's but no, it, I I think it's 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 a really amazing. I think the sky's the limit for sure. That
1: is awesome. That, that being
3: said, um, Ron, where where do you see your futures going?
2: You know, I, I really want to make sure that we, we put our time in. I, I don't think anything's going to happen overnight. I mean, even to get to where we are took a year, right? And that's mm-hmm. a year of diligent working every single week, sometimes every single day to, to get where we are. And so I think that if we want to even get close to, you know, like a Jorogan status, we're just going to have to put even more time in, more deliberate practice, more intention into everything that we're doing with the podcast, just sharpening up those edges and just getting better. We have some projects we have working right now. Ron's got a really special project that he's been working on, uh, which should be out here soon. Uh, and I think
4: it's, I think the sky's the limit for sure. I I agree. I think that, you know, with everything going on, um, COVID and, and also even before COVID we were putting in a lot of work and I was seeing not only a change in the platform, but a change within myself. Um, kind of enjoying conversations a bit more. Like I've always loved co- great conversations, but now like I'm c- completely emerged into conversations and topics with really interesting people. And the longer that we do it, the more interesting our guests get. Like we get people reaching out to us and we're still reaching out to potential guests and kind of having a nice uh, harmonious blend of People reaching out and us reaching out to people, we really get to have some great conversations with leaders and researchers, people that are talented, and, and share that back with the world.
1: I love that, that it took, well, two things. I saw the Joe Rogan news, and I've been, my new favorite person recently has been Gary Vee. Do you guys yeah. know
2: that Gary Vee? <laughs> oh, yeah. Gary Vee's the man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Chris, do you know Gary Vee? I do. Okay. awesome. So for everyone who doesn't know Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, he has this huge, you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's invested in so many different companies. I think Twitter back in the day, I think, I don't know if it was Facebook back before when Facebook, before Facebook was Facebook. Um, And then also huge into social media. And um, I heard this week, he's been doing this tea with Gary V. thing. And it's, it's actually been so inspirational. I haven't, I hadn't listened to him. I got put on to him by a friend of mine, one of my best guy friends, years ago, and listened to him on and off. But recently, during the the, um, the uh, during COVID-19, he's been doing these Tea with Gary V's. And it's been so, so, so interesting. And he talked about Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Chris, to your point, what he said, you know, is that Joe Rogan started this 10, I think, 11 years ago, 2009, yeah. um, with this podcast. And he predicted, he Gary did. predicted, a year ago or so that Joe was going to get a hundred million dollars. He said to
2: Spotify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, gosh, on point.
1: Maybe, is he, is he in on the deal? <laughs>
4: Maybe <he needs> something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's fascinating to see. I just, you know, it's so, so funny because people, to I think to both of your points, people reach out to me now asking us about the podcast and asking Chris and I about, you know, what what we've done and our ours I call it rickety little podcast, <laughs> nothing in comparison to what you guys have. But it's just such an interesting, um, an interesting ride and to see I, I was even kind of looking deeper into podcasts versus radio shows. It's just so, so interesting as to how, you know, he got to where he is. Obviously he's the number one person on on iTunes and everything else. Um, and I'm so excited and proud for you all, for uh, Hacker Valley Studio, Chris and Lon, to get us all to that point. <laughs> <laughs> We're long
3: for, to long for the ride.
1: <laughs> so we have a ton of questions coming in. We have a ton of questions. So uh, first of all, Mary, we said, I told Mary you missed her, and she's, she has a connection over at LinkedIn, so she's reaching out to some people Oh,
3: this.
1: Hey. Danette Huey, danette we're coming we we need your help um so mary's gonna hook us up hubert said hubert says hello everyone i don't know if this is a related topic we take all topics hubert um related for this for today but he wants to know how much is how much it differs in terms of resume writing when applying to state or federal government cyber jobs And the second question is how should we prepare ourselves for the government cyber jobs um initial and face-to-face I know many of you have done federal, both of you worked in the, Chris and Ron? Mm -hmm. I know Chris did. Ron, did you work in I think
4: everybody did here. I used to (laughs) uh, be a contractor.
1: Yeah, so you guys want to start or you want me to start?
4: Yeah, I'll
3: start with um, the verbiage and structure is critical for government-type contracts. They're looking for specific experiences because they rate based on that. They typically have a panel and they have to, they have to be more um, regimented about decisions so that they can't be questioned. So your resume almost has to be very cut and dry as to what you're looking for. And it could be as simple as one year of experience that's missing that will separate you from someone else. So if you don't have a clear way to show that you're meeting all of the minimum requirements, um, you'll be cut instantly.
4: Mm-hmm. I think that it's just like we were talking a few weeks ago, it might have been last week or the week before, we were talking about looking at job requirements and building your resume based off of requirements that are listed in a job. I think for government agencies, it's even more important to to do that. You have to really make sure that you have all of those bullet points because when they're submitting proposals, they have to prove that they have the capabilities to deliver that body of work. So, um, I think the really important part is copying and pasting from the requirement and then rewording it, but really making sure that you also have the capabilities to do that task or that skill. But I would start with copying and pasting and rewording. Yeah, and then also make sure you include the technologies that you work
2: with, and and include variations of the way that word is is displayed, like whether it's an acronym or completely spelled out all the way. Make sure you include both because sometimes those those folks that are going through the resumes are doing like a word search, and so they're looking for particular tech people with experience with particular technologies. And I think that'll help you uh, get your foot in the door as well.
3: The other thing to also remember for U.S. jobs they tend to have questionnaires um, in addition to asking you for a resume. So you have to ensure that what you say in the questionnaire lines up with um, your resume because it's the questionnaire that's likely to get you kicked out versus the resume.
1: Now, if you're going a government contractor route, which is sometimes a much easier route, the couple of things that that I see that people tend to you know, when you're looking at corporations and commercial work, the resume should be two pages. I mean, the resume technically should be about two pages anyway. Any Anytime it gets longer than that, it gets real pop- problematic. But you want to try to format it even like I've, work with people with on the margins, you know, making sure it's like minimal margins, um, the font and everything so that you can squeeze in all that data that Chris, both Chris and Ron talked about. Um, one, uh, t- a couple of things that are really typically come up and people have challenges is the certifications. So, you know, make sure that's kind of like at the top, because a lot of the government roles definitely you will need a cert and then um, education. So those are the two things that I see ding people out, like, out of the gate. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you have a clearance, that's fantastic, too, for, you know, roles that need clearance. Um, And just so you know, I'm actually going to be talking to the folks um, at the Department of Homeland Security in a couple weeks with um, with their talent team, some folks over there. So I'm excited to be talking to them, too, so I'll be able to learn more about that and bring some data back. Um, because they they're coming out with a new system specifically for cybersecurity jobs um, to make to streamline that process. So the way USA Govs right now USAJobs.gov is so complicated to to get into, and in such a you know it could become really cumbersome. Um, from what I understand, the new system is specifically in the cybersecurity space to ensure that they are getting some talent, and I think this will really help people who are trying to break into the industry, mm-hmm. um, especially less. If you're, break, you know, if you're trying to break in, there are a number of, of roles there, and so the the um, the government is trying to help get people in easily. So that should be helpful, that, and that, that's going to be in a couple of weeks, at the beginning of June.
2: Hmm. yeah fantastic we just got another uh question and uh we could apply this to both it says uh from uh, ravit uh, what types of cybersecurity topics do you guys entertain for hacker rally studio and then also we could apply that to yours as well so on the hacker rally studio side we really sit on the fringes of cybersecurity. so we do talk about programs like how do you develop AppSec program, how do you develop threat hunting, threat intelligence, how do you optimize those things, how do you have conversations with folks on the board, stuff like that. But then we also have other topics that are on the fringes, like I was saying, like mindfulness, fitness, productivity, leadership, all these things that make the the cybersecurity professional whole is the stuff that we really focus on. So we really we get to play around a
4: little bit with uh, some of those those topics. Yeah, we just had uh, Nick BGA on the podcast. That's going to be uh, coming out soon. But he's an expert in cybersecurity, but also an expert in business. Like he he's a CXO. He just wears so many hats. So to hear kind of not only his background, his experience in cybersecurity, but also hear how he keeps his head on, you know, dealing with multiple organizations as an advisor. Yeah, and we also, I mean, and just this past week, we had the author of The
2: Genius Habit on, Laura, on the podcast, and she has almost nothing to do with cybersecurity, but the information that she has is useful for cybersecurity practitioners.
3: And I would say for breaking into cybersecurity, initially, we started with interviewing individuals just breaking into the field, sharing their experiences, sharing their tips and tricks, um... We evolved into having senior leaders come on, sharing what they're looking for in hires and what they're looking, what they would recommend to those looking to break in. Um, but with COVID, um, Renee's evolved it even more to cover a wider range of topics.
1: Yeah, so we started doing super recruiters, um, really helping people from a what we're seeing on the recruitment side, because a couple of things that we saw is people getting really discouraged. I mean, people are discouraged as a whole when they're trying to to break in. Um, And obviously right now it could really get discouraging. So we we do super recruiters. We try to do it once every, um, try to do it on Wednesdays, but it can get tricky. One with my kids and, you know, just life. (laughs) So we didn't get it done this Wednesday. Back to next Wednesday, though. Leighton, you're on the pod. You're here. So next Wednesday. Um, But anyway, four of us or a couple of us get together, try to get together um, and talk about recruiting topics or what we're seeing as recruiters. So letting people know that... um, there is hope, there are opportunities, people are getting hired, all of us recruiters are actually actively hiring right now, in the middle of putting together two offers as we speak. So, you know, just working on letting people know, like, the reality of things that are happening today, and making them aware, you know, keeping their spirits up, like, hey, this is what we're seeing, these are some of the challenges, you know, we had a couple episodes where we talked about Video interviewing and how to keep you know what, what you should do in terms of your background and not have a lot of things going on behind you. Um, we talked about resumes and I, th- I think I'm gonna ch- I'm trying to do a resume of like a live resume workshop because I think that that will really help every single week. Three times a week we get questions about resumes, right. so we do some resume. A couple, I think about a year and a half ago, I did a resume. Um, it was live. Live via Streamyard. No, not Streamyard. Sorry, another platform we used, to, we used to use. Crowdcast before LinkedIn. Before I got LinkedIn Live, and we kind of like flip somebody's resume live, oh. and it was pretty cool. It was fun. So doing something like that. Um, and then on Mondays we do, Dr. Dan Schaefer, who is a um, psychologist. He has worked with and a performance coach. So he's worked with CEOs of major corporations as well as entrepreneurs and professional athletes. And he is here to, to kind of walk us through again, the issues and challenges we're dealing with in the middle of COVID-19. He's been around, <laughs> Dr. Dan is, he's awesome. He's, he's been around for many of these challenging times that we've been in, um, 2011. You know, he goes all the way back, all of the different recessions and what have you. And he's worked with folks and and helped to get people through trying times like this, when you have people passing away, when you have so mm. many things going on at once, and you end up like a black swan event like this.
4: Yeah. So
1: we've expanded to that, and it's been it's been phenomenal. I mean, being being here, reaching, getting to people. Um, who we typically probably would have to not would not have been able to get to as quickly um, mm-hmm. has been great. So if you have a topic and you know, feel free to raise your topics up. And I think between breaking into cyber and hacking Valley, Valley Studio, we'll get it done.
2: Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and what about the future of uh, breaking into cybersecurity? Where, where are you guys headed?
1: Well, one of the things that I'm working on, we're working on right now, is trying to get more what what we've learned in the past two years or so is that, well, year and a half, oh my God, it's, yeah, it's going to be two years. In almost two years, a lot of the folks that we interviewed in the beginning have moved up. So they got yeah. promotions and moved into management and all that stuff. So the next step is really kind of breaking into Cyber 2.0. Like we want to bring on more leaders. Like how do you move up? So um, more of bringing in we started doing it like sporadically but bringing more leadership in to talk about how if you're a senior analyst or if you're you know one level down like how do you get to the CISO level how do you move up how do you get up the up the chain so that's that's the work that I'm working on right now
4: very cool that that's awesome and uh we're kind of seeing the same thing uh we've interviewed guests and luckily most of the time we've gotten out the episodes in time (laughs) but there's a lot so many opportunities so you might have an episode one day and then the next day you know that person that you brought on is is uh moved on to a better opportunity Mm -hmm. and i think when we look at the future of ours uh our podcast it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing to see the opportunity right now we're doing video stuff like we had we started doing videos with our podcasts it went very well but it didn't scale because some of our guests and uh were were remote so Mm -hmm. now we're building up these new capabilities by using tools like obs now Streamyard. i just got a new piece of software like chris was talking about so uh, maybe there will be more videos in the future of hacker valley studio he let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> we said maybe. <laughs> more,
1: videos, more videos. So we have a lot more. I want to shout some people out because we've had people that join up all the time. So Terrence Burns, Arun Thomas, Layton, Charles Karanja, Jordan, um, Mary, Lauren Provost. Oh, Ma- Lauren is here. We had interviewed Lauren. Is that the same Lauren that you interviewed? Lauren Provost?
2: No, it was a different yeah.
1: Lauren. Oh, okay different lauren hi lauren i just thought about lauren this week um she's awesome she teaches she's a, a phd with i think i think her phd is in math and then she also has a cybersecurity background and she teaches some amazing things um and she's been on our show and so couple question in huber and george sprague is back tyrone says morning fat fantastic for um <laughs> suresh wants to know is <laughs> is CISSP covered for blockchain? I don't think so. You you all may know better than me. I don't I have think No
3: so. idea. Yeah. Uh, those are So CISSP covers a, a wide range of security topics. Um, blockchain is a type of a, a type of technology that allows transparency in validating transactions. Um, So it's not necessarily a security topic. Um, So I think the the individual just needs to clarify what you're looking to accomplish um, in combining those topics.
4: I think that the CISSP now covers more cloud topics. Um, I don't, from my last kind of time glancing over the book, which was uh, around December, I don't recall seeing any specific blockchain security practices there, but they did—they did mention blockchain. But I don't think mm-hmm. that there was a full chapter on the on the topic, though. Yeah,
2: cool.
3: uh, they, they mentioned blockchain even back in 2017 in regards to something you should be aware of, but it wasn't something that came up at least in my version of the exam either. Um, And that's the other thing, the CISSP tends to be um, a mile wide and just an inch deep. So um, Mm -hmm. you'll end up covering a lot of topics, but um, you just have to keep in mind with how those topics relate to security and your role as an information security professional trying to solve those topics.
4: I would imagine that ISC squared would love to have um, kind of a track on, on blockchain. They have a track on a cloud specifically. So they have the CCSP, which is like the CISSP, but for specifically cloud. So I would, you know, whoever's listening in, hopefully you have some ideas and you write the book. I would love to learn more about uh, being a security professional, but dealing with blockchain. Cool. More uh,
1: comments Layton. So Ravit Jain Uh, Chris, he loves you, too. Chris and Ron. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We love him, too. Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh,
1: Thank you. But he says um, he thanks Chris and Ron for what you're doing for the community. So awesome stuff. Layton has tons of help desk opportunities. So if anyone here knows that uh, Layton Holcomb, he is hiring a ton of help desk roles so please reach out to him. Um, Kyle Griffith said, Dr. Dan is awesome. I know, he's awesome. (laughs) Yes, he's really awesome. Uh, Mark Ward is looking for an opportunity. He said, "Hi, Mark. So, Mark, we're going to check you out and see how we can get you, um, you know, with the rest of our network here. Uh, Coover Chinois says, hi. Marilyn Moe is very nice. So, Alan Alford is Alan here. Alfred. Alan
2: Alford, my brother. <laughs> hey, our
1: friend. So yeah. we have some great people on here today, you know, checking us out. And we are excited once again to be here. So what else are we talking about? All the questions I think have been answered. Uh, Block- Layton says blockchain is not cyber necessarily.
2: I, I have a question for you guys. What brings you the most satisfaction about doing the podcast and producing content?
1: So I love hearing people's stories Mm -hmm. and everything about all of your story. Every time I hear a story, Chris, to your point earlier, Chris Cochran, like you listen to these people's stories and Ron, I think you said this, you listen to stories and you get more and more excited or you get, you get so involved and so into the person's story. I've, I've just naturally been like that. It's so fascinating to me to hear like how people got to where they are in their careers, What they do, you know, what makes them tick, you know, what are their drivers? Um, And especially when we talk to folks who, especially the ones who've broken in and Mm -hmm. they have such perseverance, like Charles Caranjo, for example, I'm remembering him coming on our podcast. He was the first person and talked about how he applied to 200 jobs and, you know, he had 35, and I think it was, I don't know, 30 something interviews. and just hearing, you know, his backs what what led him to security, what he's doing in security, um, you know, I just remember I, I remember his story vividly. I remember that he talks about his his wife telling him go for it, you know, all these different things that make a person whole. That is just so fascinating and interesting to me. That's one part. Secondly, you know, it's awesome to be able to meet everyone like you and hopefully put you all into opportunities. Every time I'm like, every time I get to place somebody in a role, I feel like I get a jo- a new job. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just exciting in that way. Um, so those are the two the two things that really, really drive me on my side and then helping people like the whole the whole goal of doing breaking into cyber is because chris and i kept getting so many people reaching out to us begging us to break in which was kind of mind-numbing to me Then, mind-boggling that we have all these millions of open positions and you have all these people on the other side trying to break in so trying to figure out how to hack that like doing our little piece to try to share with people on who just did it how you know how people are doing it now is something
3: that continues to drive us. So that's on my side. Chris? Mm, oh, so for me, it's A, hearing from people that have watched the show and how much they appreciate it and how much they learned. Um, I, I appreciate that because I love helping people. And then the other thing is I feel like I learned just as much from our guests than they do from us or from the way our listeners learn from them, because I'm always finding new creative ways to do things or think about things, especially from you two. I've learned so much from having you two on for the past six or seven episodes. Um, that's that that's what makes all this worth it to me, um, is really just learning from the guests that we have And then seeing that the guests have a positive impact on our listeners. Yeah.
4: I think that for me, Oh, I was just going to say for Mm -hmm. me, I've been particularly loving the live streams, the the engagement, the questions, also the leaders and experts that are in the comments sharing their opinion too. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to get this whole live stream, uh, live (laughs) stream thing figured out. (laughs)
1: We're coming. We're going to hack it again. Um, So, Alan, there's tons of comments coming through. So, let's see. Christopher Sant says, Hey, all from Australia. So, we got some folks from Australia. Um, Charles Karanja, so sweet. You are all an inspiring group who are both individually and as a group helping us develop to be better professionals. Soar higher. And Alan Alfred says, What Charles said. So, so sweet. Um other folks, Husna says, um, thank you for hosting this podcast as a beginner in the cyber field. It's so fun to listen and observe the variety of information. Please keep it up. And let's see. Oh, Alan makes such a good point. Everyone in cyber, regardless of where they are, unless they literally started three months ago, should have a mentor and a mentee. We pull each other up. Alan, that is so, so true. I think the mentee
4: part is often uh, undercredited. I think that there's not enough mentors, especially the people that have the knowledge, the skills. You know, I think it's so vital to have a mentee because literally you get to learn it twice Mm on the content.
1: And and as a mentee, you know, what I love about mentees? is especially mentees that are like I I really enjoy the young young people like I'm working with some high school students and um just learning about what they're what are you into now what are they what are they into what are they focused on with the college grads you know like what are your what's interesting about security to you how do you get involved how do you break in because one of the things that keep when I whenever I hear about talent so you know that's my space Oh, there's, you know, there's a ton of people that say young people don't know anything about security, like how they grow up. You grow up and you say, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be an attorney. I want to be, you know, whatever you want to be. A cybersecurity person isn't on that list because they may not necessarily know what that means. So the ones that do figure it out, I, I'm curious to, to learn a how they did. How did you learn about it? What, you know, and what makes you interested in it and what have you? And then I always want to know, like, what are they up to? What social media are they on into? You know, what are they doing? And just learning from them. So having having mentees just as a whole is fantastic because I learned so much. I learn a ton from men. My one of my 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 favorite mentees, he's taught me so, so much. So much. So um Tyrone think, said he has
3: a man crush going on. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Claire, sorry. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, um, with regards to mentor mentees, uh, the mentor has to be open for that 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 reverse feedback. Sometimes you have mentors that feel like all they have to do is give, and the relationships usually aren't as good as when there's a give and take from both, both of them in the relationship. And I, I love that type of relationship. Um, I've had some in the past where all they wanted to do is give, and eventually it felt like we were disconnected in what the goals of the of the mentor-mentee relationship were. Um, so yeah, my two cents.
1: Cool. So Tyrone says he has a marriage crush going on too. Um, he appreciates our collaboration and important insight being shared with the community. So. Tons of good stuff today. I'm looking so for much. questions, though,
4: in this mix. In this mix. Okay. I, yeah, I have a, a question for the Chris's. <laughs> oh. The two Chris's. We're talking about podcasting a little bit. If someone were to start both of the podcasts, Hacker Valley Studio or Breaking into Cybersecurity, which episode would you refer to? This current audience too? Oh, man, that's a good question Woo. for this audience. The LinkedIn, we're breaking LinkedIn. Who, Which episode should they watch on each podcast? Mm. You go first, Chris. <laughs> uh, that,
3: that's a hard one because I think there's fundamentally two different approaches to things. Um, I love the Hacker Valley Studio specifically for the diversity of topics. Um, they're not necessarily solely cybersecurity-focused, but you blend in just enough to, to keep that edge there, um, and you bring so many different guests on, whereas I think our podcast, up until recently, has solely been focused on on that one purpose of breaking in and evolving within your career. So it's been more career-focused and less about your whole self. So I think it depends on what that individual is looking to achieve. Are they looking for overall self-improvement? Hacker Valley Studio? Are they looking for career improvement? And I'd tell them to come come listen to us.
2: <laughs> but, but I, which I think which he's episode about episode. Yeah. He's which he's episode saying, for like, breaking in. Yeah. Like theory. would you would you ask them to start with?
3: I would say start with the the beginning. I mean, yeah, yeah, start with the beginning and move on because each, each story is uniquely different, but they, they, they form an epithology that evolves throughout the time because it also shows our improvement as hosts. Um, asking the the right types of questions and trying to get down to those valuable insights that each guest provides. Um, But it also shows the different guests as they evolve from those that were just breaking in to when we started having security leaders on to now we have psychologists and recruiters and different types of guests on, including yourselves. So I would say start from the beginning. Uh, That's the best way.
2: Yeah, so for ours, I, I think there's like two eras almost. I I, I wouldn't say go with our number one uh, episode. I mean, there was so much growth has happened since then, and I, I'm afraid people will listen to number one and be like, "Nope, not subscribing." It was good. Uh, it was good. I I, I personally I'm, I'm like going number to number one, one now. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was good, but we've grown so much since then. I would say uh, the old school episodes. I would listen to Charles Nuatu's episode uh what was that number seven ron yeah, yeah. Number seven. i yeah, think number from two, seven
3: or eight you guys started like finally honing it in
2: yeah yeah start with that one uh, if you want to go to our older stuff uh some of our newer stuff i would say i would say three three uh there are three that you could probably check out uh the david bitner one was an outstanding episode <laughs> it's episode 62 Uh, Dave, he's such an awesome, super humble guy, but really a a powerhouse uh, when it comes to podcasting. Uh, Another one I would check out if you're more interested in the the cyber side of the house is uh, the episode 65 with uh, John Kindervog. Uh, He's the godfather of Zero Trust. uh, Super awesome episode. And I would also say one of our uh, more fun episodes was uh, Jack Resider from Darknet Diaries. Mm, uh what episode was that so people know ah episode 43 uh he he's just a phenomenal podcaster altogether so i would check those out um and maybe not in those order just kind of whatever one kind of floats your boat check it out uh but yeah we and we have so many more coming so many more we have like 15 in the pipe right now and we're just trying to figure out how to get them out <laughs> in a timely okay. manner <laughs> if, if
3: we're gonna call out specific episodes um we had one with alan alan alford um one with chris uh, cochran yeah. um one with jeff mann um then we also had one with ty sabo uh ty sabano um and then Rangula. yeah mm. And then Brian Hagley. Um, so we, we've had lots of, a, a good mixture of, um, uh, of guests. But yeah, so th- those would be some of the, the more memorable ones to me, specifically because I'm further along in my career. So I, I found that their advice uh, hit my heart.
2: Nice.
1: I really like the ones in the beginning. I really No, I really like the ones of people who've broken in. So yeah. I think that was super, super helpful from a breaking into cyber perspective. Um, so like Charles Karanja, he was our first and then he came back on again. And then other people who had broken in because what, what those provide is the exact steps that those people took so recently to break into the field. And some of the challenges, some of the things that we have heard over and over again is they get this advice from like ages ago. So if people, you know, like, all three of you had broken in, you know, years ago. And sometimes and, and people who broken in even further behind, you know, longer than that would give this advice that was dated. Yeah. Right. And so we wanted to, we wanted to just provide them with provide the new the folks that are breaking in so if you're trying to get into the industry right now what do i do like go listen to what charles did go listen to what some of these other people did on the um on the podcast because the ones that really just recently broke in can tell you about places where they did things that they did that i would have never even thought of um as to how to get into the into the industry so those are, to me, from my perspective, for specifically for the people trying to break in, I think that's just so so valuable.
3: Like um, some of those individuals would be like Kat Murdoch, uh, Amanda Berlin. Then we also had, let's um, see, Tracy Mayleaf.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, ooh
3: nice one. And then uh, Gabrielle Hempel. Um,
1: yeah. Some of those individuals
3: yeah. have um, progressed so so drastically since they've been on it's been great to watch their career grow
1: Yeah, right in 18 months gabby went from like brand newbie to now she's an expert on grimcon giving presentations yeah. <laughs> so right. you know i mean it's it's phenomenal to watch you know you see people soar in their careers so quickly and trying to hack they're, you know, like figure out what, what did they do? What are these people doing that is, is making them A, get into the field and then B, like soar so quickly? So that's what's interesting on our side. Those are the ones to watch. Tons of comments, Ron.
4: Yes. I, 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 I love the fact that you guys have the stories on the, the new just broken in. I just wanted to throw that out. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. It's a, it, it's an, it's a space that I think that, um, When you're already in, you forget or you remember how you broke in, but from, you know, 2015 or 2011 or whatever year it was to now is so completely different. Like, I'm really curious about the people breaking in right now in the middle of Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Like that's yeah. who I really, really want to speak to. Like, okay, what are you doing today? What's happening right now? Like, because now a lot of our a lot of our guests said they go to conferences. Well, they're virtual now, um, and they do all of these different things. And I'm curious really curious to see to hear from people who are breaking in like right this second um, mm-hmm. and what they're doing, how they're doing that. So it'll be interesting. Like the next couple episodes of breaking into security, where we actually find people who are break, breaking in like right. My,
2: sorry. Go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say. I I know we're getting close on time. I'd love to hear if I had a magic wand for everybody here, what would you change about, or what would you improve, or just scale about your podcast today? If I can make that happen,
3: I would have gotten Renee using a better mic from the beginning.
2: Dang, she knows it too. She's
1: bought it. She's bought it.
3: It was boxed on her desk for many months, and she still doesn't use it.
2: Wow! I tried multiple times. Room for I, improvement. You know? I, thought say, I thought he was gonna say something sweet, like you know, I wish, I wish I would have met Renee sooner, so we would have much more episodes together he's like i wish renee would have got a better microphone
4: a long time ago.
1: <laughs> that's how you know we are true friends
3: <laughs> i call it like it is love he it.
1: tells me off every time
4: why do we have a logo why do we have this why are you doing that i love it i love it well, well you have um, the logo now i i like the logo i
1: know I'm gonna put the logo up real quick. We have a logo <laughs> now too. Let's yeah, take down let's a little. Oh. We, we we got.
4: Hey, hey.
1: we even have a
3: COVID one too. We
1: got a COVID one we on with masks and everything. We got to get that one up.
4: <laughs> so so he
1: tells me professionalize our podcast. Um, yeah. What what would I have? I would. Um, what would I have done sooner?
2: Um, or not even sooner like what what would you change about it right now like if like giving you all powers magic genie you can make one wish about your podcast right now what would what would that wish be
1: i would love to edit some of the original ones um, magic genie right now is to have someone come in and set me, hook me up my, like the Hacker Valley studio with hook up my mic, hook up my headphones, yeah. hook, hook up my camera. I have a camera that's coming, you know, just to step, step it up. You guys, you putting me to putting us to shame. So you got to make <laughs> sure I keep, keep close on your tail on your heels.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I would also so, like uh, more guests. Yeah. More, more guests yeah. because Sometimes we've we we struggle, like as many people appreciate it. No not as many people want to come on and share their story. Um, mm-hmm. so call out there for, for more guests to come on.
4: Yeah, there yeah. you go.
1: And more newer guests. There's so, a lot of students you
4: know, on the stream. Yeah, making their way in.
1: Right. We want to hear from students. Maybe we'll get a panel of students. Um, we wanna hear from the people right now that are doing it. So that that's definitely I agree with you, Chris, on that one. Mm-hmm.
4: What about you, Ron? Uh, you know, looking at the future and magic, like having a magic wand, uh, post production. I think that we're getting better and better every day with post production, but it's still a task. It's still something that's not just speaking to you know great individuals. Um, so if I had a magic wand, we would have uh, some magical software that would do our transcripts and. And edit the video, remove all the unnecessary parts and pauses and Mm -hmm. and then post it for us also. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that, you know, we're getting there, that there's a streamlined approaches that we can take. And it's just a it's just a process. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to give the shout outs on the comments? I know that there's been a ton coming in. Uh, Renee. I
1: know, but I want to make sure we all do we have time because I know we gotta wrap soon. Yep. People we there gotta we get got back to our day jobs. You got a <laughs> minute. Okay, yep. so a lot of Stuart Gentry, Alan Alfred, all of our buddies are here today. It's so much fun. Um somebody had a question and I just had it up. Oh, Alan Alfred said make sure you check out the fence in depth. So that's another podcast right
2: Plug it in, plug it in,
1: Alan. I love it uh nancy talks about there's a blockchain security certification offered for whoever was asking about blockchain offered by the blockchain training alliance um so you know that's some valuable information hubert said honestly this is a place where i can throw the question no matter what and get a reliable answer how awesome
2: love it that's awesome
1: should should we end on that one we got to
2: yeah
1: that one's just too good to pass up um and Alan says he was a hacker kid when war games came out. So tons of tons of just cool, awesome stuff going on. And are we talking about are we are we going to be on next week?
2: Uh, I think we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, I got some stuff going on on my side of the the house. And uh, but we're going to figure out this LinkedIn thing. LinkedIn, if you're listening, help us out. Uh, but, yeah, we'll we'll be back soon.
1: Yeah. Or maybe we'll just do it with Ron.
2: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Ron and and,
4: and another guest. Yeah. I mean, we only want Ron anyways. The only reason I'm here is because Ron's here. Looks like we have (laughs) one right next to Chris. So
1: (laughs) we have another (laughs) co-host. All right, folks. We will see you all soon, hopefully next Friday with Ron while Chris uh, does some cool things out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and thank you again for joining our episode. And we will see you soon.